Farish Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is ready to help you make this the summer. During the Make This the Summer sales event, get up to 0% APR for 48 months or up to 3750 total cash allowance on a new Grand Cherokee or Gladiator. If you prefer a truck, get 0% APR for 48 months or 5550 total value on a new Ram 1500. Browse our selection in person or visit us online at farishdodgejeep.net. Disclaimer, APR financing for 48 months with $20.83 per 1000 finance with approved credit. See dealer for details. Expires 831 are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I'm Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my <coughs> tag team partner, the Andrade to my Chavo Guerrero, one Chris <laughs> Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as always during the pandemic? Air quote, Saturday morning, sir. We are the two people that are not looking forward to the reformation of the four horsemen in, in AW because I had mm. no, like, I had no idea people put that together. It's like, yo, Flair and AW. Oh, the horse, I was like, no, that never, like, no, nobody wants I that. I don't need to see, I don't need to hear the four horsemen theme. Bring back, you know what? Just go full circle and bring back JJ Dillon. Yeah, no, nobody wants the four horsemen. Nobody wants, again, all this nostalgia. But again, AEW, the the uh, the company that said they will never give you nostalgia, um, is probably going to give you more nostalgia uh, when it comes to older acts. We'll talk about that later in the show, but we have a lot to get to. When it comes to the local sports teams, plenty of news on the basketball front as it relates to the Philadelphia 76ers, including news from a guy who hasn't pretty much talked to anybody not named Rich Paul over the past couple of weeks. And that's one Benjamin F. Simmons. Um, there's a bunch of news that came out earlier today as we're recording the show. Um, hopefully it's not out of date as his airs, because, again, it seems like a lot of news on the Ben Simmons front is coming. You know, it's coming fast and furious over these last few hours. So we'll discuss Ben Simmons in the latest with the Sixers, of course, speaking of the Sixers, we'll talk about all the moves they made over the past week, including bringing the band it, back together. The one thing that, that we all wanted, of course, is to bring the same team back together. They got bounced in the second round. Um, it looks like a lot of this band's coming back coming back um, for another go. So we will discuss that. Well, hopefully, well, no, well, hopefully not the not – the, not the, not the drummer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, obviously, you will be looking for a new drummer. Yeah, hopefully the drummer of said band, uh, the bass player, whoever. It's like hopefully one of the main, the woodwinds, I don't know, one of the main sections of the band will not be back with this band. But but again, it looks like a lot of the other pieces are coming back. Of course, the Sixers, you know, had a dra- had several draft picks um, the other day. So we'll discuss their number one draft pick, Jaden Springer, and plenty of NBA news, including news that we had had a, got alerted to as we were on the air, as we were recording last week, it became official. The Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, excuse me, move to the Lakers is official. And the Lakers also signed 17 other guys as well. Uh, so we will figure out how they did that with the salary cap uh, constraints that they have. And NFL news, as we are recording this episode, we are T minus seven days away from an Eagles preseason football game. Eagles, Steelers, week one, or I guess, I guess this is technically week one. I don't know if it's week one or week two of the NFL exhibition season. The first game that Eagles play in the exhibition season next week. So the next time we're on the air with you guys, the Eagles will have played or will be about to play. Um, we'll have played next time we're on the air, um, a preseason game against the Steelers. We will talk about that and plenty of other stuff to get to as well on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line because the future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout outs, sir? No, let's just give the usual thank yous. Shout outs to you guys for listening to us and supporting us. Wherever it is, whether it's live on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, um, use YouTube Music, I should say, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, just do a search for the Broad Street Line, download your iPhone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, your Android phone, your computer, take us with you on the go or listen wherever you are, 24-7, 365. You can also check us out on the TuneIn app, just download, download the TuneIn app. Search for the Philly Cam Station and tune in again every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 106.5 FM. If you're in Philadelphia, you can tune in through your radio. So we are a very, very accessible show. And speaking of accessibility, you can also find us on the Twitter machine. He is at 
SKD215. I am at the BS line. When this airs Saturday, I'll be tweeting the last tweets of the Olympics, the whatever, I don't even know which one it is, the Olympiad, uh, the 2021, uh, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. The 2020, will be done. 2020, which yes. I still have no idea why they haven't just. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, uh, uh, they put yeah, it but all, I think uh, they've done it for a lot of events, like for like yeah. the Gold Cup or like other cups. They, I the was Champions like, yes, they League. Yes, the yeah. Champions League. The Chelsea winning Champions League. Chelsea, by the way, getting started next week as well. So I'll be my last tweet from the Olympics will be done this Saturday. What are you tweeting about this weekend? You know what? I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be tweeting because I'm going to be for the first time this season. Uh-oh. I'm going to be doing some, 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 some studying. Some. I'm going to be in the fantasy lab, getting ready for for my draft because it really just sprung up on me. So, so it, it it's tears all weekend. So I have a question about this because I saw some people out there. I saw the reports. I haven't seen specifics, but I saw reports. People out there drafting already, which is mad reckless. There's <laughs> one less preseason game this year. So the timing, the calendar's off. The calendar's a little weird. I always used to say don't draft before the third preseason game. There's only three games now. I think the third game is like August 27th-ish, thereabouts. Um, and I think the first, first, well, actually the first game, game game itself is September 8th. So I guess that's the window to draft between the 27th and the 8th this year. Is that the, is that the prime yes. window to have your draft? Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, in my other league, we always do it Labor Day weekend. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It doesn't change anything. Like, no. Like, I, I mean, because really the fourth game was always just window dressing to see, like, I don't right. know what fringe guys can can make it. And now it's and, and now it's just one last week for the fringe guys to 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 uh, make an impact. So, but no, I don't. I, I like I think it changes it a little bit. Like the timing is a little off, but I don't think it changes. Like, do you think it changes a team's, I guess, mindset? Does it mean you got to, excuse me, get guys in that you usually wouldn't get in a little earlier? Like, does it change the way that you play these games? Is the first preseason game the same as, you know, the starters get, like, a series or two? Yeah, I think, yeah, because I think that the, the whole calendar kind of changes a little bit. Because, again, like, like you said, that fourth preseason game was nothing. Um, but I think the third preseason game, I don't think you're going to get as much work as you usually get in the third preseason game, but I think you'll get a half worth, you know, half's worth of work out of these guys. So if will I had you to get guess, the same amount of work, will you get the same amount of work in the second game as you usually would, or, or does, or does the starters usage ramp up? If I had to guess, this is just a random guess based on nothing. I'm going to say first preseason, preseason game, a series, maybe two at the most. A second, the second one, you get a quarter, and in the third preseason game, you get a half. That's probably the way I would roll with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, no, and I think like I, I think it all depends on you. You obviously want to end your stint on a high note. Like right. you don't want to be like throwing picks. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I, I, I think in the end, it might not affect anything. It might not affect fringe guys or anything. It's just one less. Like I don't know. I think it's one less opportunity for the fringe guys to kind of make their impact yeah it's, it's, it's definitely less of a chance for those those end of the roster guys um to kind of kind of stick with the team but i am i am curious to kind of see how like if you're like an established quarterback how much run you're going to get because again if you're an aaron Rodgers, if you're a patrick oh, Mahomes, you mean jalen hurts if you're well yeah if you're him <laughs> no if you're if you're mahomes or Rodgers or one of those guys like you obviously don't need a whole probably a whole half of work because again your receivers are basically no. the same you know what it is so maybe maybe those guys don't get a whole half in that third preseason game but again those young dudes like a jalen hurts you know like the like guys who or like a daniel jones like like a or daniel, daniel jones, jones yeah like, I don't, yeah daniel yeah, jones so got some no, got some new work yeah no no and it real and i'm just there are a lot of just X, like unknowns this year like i don't know like there are a lot of starting quarterbacks like i don't know like jobs that aren't even etched in stone like can we say that the 49ers starting jobs etched in stone right now well if you ask nick sirianni the eagles quarterback situation isn't etched in stone <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that in a second we want to start off though by talking about your favorite topic that of course is ben simmons um you, you said that you want to have the floor to discuss this so let me set things up for the audience and then I will get out of the way. I will, you, I will, you will run an ISO on the wing, just break your man down and do whatever you need to do. The one um, time I will be a shot creator. When, 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 once you get the ball. So, 
Recent reporting has told us, from Jason Dumas, I should say, has told us that Ben Simmons is no longer communicating with the Sixers and that everything is going through his agent, Rich Paul. Now, this kind of tracks with what we heard from um, our good friend Jake Fisher. Uh, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks. I don't even know. These all running, running together. That said that Ben Simmons hasn't talked, hasn't really spoken to the Sixers since the season ended. Now, the Sixers themselves refuted the reports and said, hey, man, we talked to Ben Simmons. We came on this episode on this show last week and said, "Look, this is a dis- issue with semantics." All right, the Sixers can say, "Yeah, we we talked to Ben Simmons." If you send a message to his agent, well, you could say, "Yeah, we tried to talk to this dude," but that would mean you <laughs> talk to the dude. That means you talk to his agent. You talk to no. That would be like back in the day if, if I like called you on your house phone mm-hmm. and you didn't like and you weren't home, mm. but your mom picked up. It'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Chris, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give Roy the message." Yeah. Like, I technically called Roy. You called, right? You, like, called, no. you called me. Right, you called me. Yeah. You're clear. And then if I see you, like, yo, why did you call me? You're like, I called you. And that's fine. And like, but, and that's, then, but then that's there's fine. another layer to this that, that obviously someone maybe tried to re- give the olive branch out to someone. But it's hard to get that olive branch back when no one picking the phone up. So according again to Jason Dumas, uh, Joel Hansenby, the franchise player of the Sixers, reportedly tried to reach out to Ben Simmons multiple times, but the point guard has not returned any of his calls. And like you said, the olive branch was extended. But again, it's hard to grab the olive branch if you're laying in the pool, you know, with Liam and the crew, <laughs> you know, getting filmed oh, you know, oh, in man, the pool. Man, you can't forget Alex, man. You can't, you know, no, because Alex is the one taking pictures of all this. And then you got to factor in Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. his trainer, that, and, 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 and then you got to think of like that thick bowl that he was backing down on that post up <laughs> jumper. And of course, the, the thing that Chris is referring to is the video posted to Ben Simmons, the annual video uh, that Ben posts to his Instagram. Uh, this time, there was a new video of him. Um, backing down a man in the post and shooting a fadeaway jump shot in a gym. Uh, this time he had a shirt on. Um, I was actually talking. It was funny. I was talking to Reese Walters from um, Team 980 down in Washington earlier this week. And he said, this was like when Yin Jillian was, had, that, had that workout video against that chair. And he was like doing post music against that empty chair in the gym. This is what this was like that. Because Ben Simmons, 6'10", is backing down this 5'6 dude in a gym by himself. And he shoots, ah, ah, singular. Fadeaway jumper, and of course that's supposed to get people excited because again this is Ben Simmons shooting a jumper. So that is that is it. I'm gonna leave it there. I will. I'm gonna pass you the ball like Ish Smith. I'm gonna get out the way, and you're on the wing. You do whatever you need to do. Go ahead, yeah, Roy. If if none of this was reported from Jason Dumas or Fisher or anybody, if I had to tell you, if I had to make you the screenwriter or like or like a prognosticator and say the events of June the 20th, I think that was the night. Yeah, that what happened in the game, factoring what Doc Rivers said and what mm-hmm. Embiid said. How would is this kind of close to what you would have had just just knowing all the parties involved and just knowing like I don't know and just guessing a lot is do you think this would have been the way that you would have thought this would play out? It's probably well. See, that's the thing. What? No, like I, I guess my question is what? Because none of this is surprising. None, nothing. No, like, uh, like uh, nothing. Like Simmons being in his bag because he got thrown under the bus. Agreed. But no, no, no. But the, no, but but what is being um, correctly thrown under the bus mean? Like I know because because he should get thrown under the bus because it's the reason why they didn't. Um, people want to like I don't know like. Make this pie chart of blame. Oh, it might have been Doc Rivers. Oh, it might have been the Ben. No, 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 no. Seventy-five percent of that Chicago deep dish pie for, for the Sixers <laughs> losing was Ben Simmons. Yep. So, like, I, I. But it it comes back to there is there is this part of Ben Simmons, and I, I mean I've said it forever that feels that he just can't own the own own the buck. He can't own it. He hasn't owned anything. He hasn't owned his offensive problems he hasn't owned anything and this would have been a perfect time to say okay this is on me and the first minute and the first opportunity he could have owned it he said what trace shoot and no and but this is a guy but but when you double down on trying to coddle Ben Simmons this is the worst case scenario 
like you got an ungrateful dude. Like he literally, like all the stuff you did to help him out, he was like, nah. <laughs> and that that sucks. <laughs> When, when when you ask me now now that you gave me some some time to think about it when you ask me you know is this the way I would think it would play out I would think to I don't want to say to an extent because maybe not even because like you said like it's at a certain point you would think but no but Ben's Ben so maybe not but again all right if Ben was person X Ben was me Ben was you right and we were in that situation and we did whatever we did what Ben did on June twentieth game seven whatever and even regardless of what Doc said and regardless of what Joel Embiid said. If you're Ben Simmons, if me and you are in that situation, we would extend the olive branch out to them, right? We would, we would be like, hey, look, I messed up. You know, that's on me. You know, I'm going to grow from this, going to learn from this. You know, like I know it might be hard for us to get past. You know, please, you know, let's run this back. Let's figure this out. You know, whatever. That I think I think that's what our response would be. But again, the more I think about it, the, the I think the more I think you're right. Like, like when you when you factor in Ben and how Ben is. This really yeah. shouldn't be that surprising. It no, really no, no, none of, no, no, none of this is surprising. Like, I think the fact that he has that he no showed and beat is because I thought they might have been. And I think, to, to be honest, I think this shows that they weren't that friendly off the court. Because if say we were buddies and like mm-hmm. we just we just we just didn't vibe but work together, I'd be like, you know what, man, dude, let's just say, you know, man, we cool as dude. But we just don't vibe with each other at work, whether it's me or you. He didn't even give Embiid the courtesy of that. So no, I, I mean, like that's why I always say to, to people just just want to scream at the media. Oh, the media is creating this. No, there. I think there is always some smoke out there, whether it's overblown or not. But I've always felt that do they hate like do they hate each other? No, no. But are they? But are they these like I don't know buddy buddy people that are like trying to like go out? No, no either. So there's less. I always felt there was less reason to. And I think Simmons kind of shunning Embiid shows he didn't feel he owed him the courtesy of that. So if 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 they were supposedly cordial or or say friends, mm-hmm. you would have thought that like a a normal person would just throw him the courtesy, be like, yo man. I, yo, man, this ain't working out. I know what you said. And you probably are in your right to say it, but that wasn't cool. But he, he's not even doing that, Roy. Like yeah. I, and that's where I feel there's been a, like, people have wanted for years, and this has been a fan thing. It's been predominantly a fan thing. Just screaming, oh, like, oh my God. Like, I don't know, up, lowercase, uppercase, but Ben and Joe don't get along. It's like, no, like, I mean, there is some figment of truth to that. And this instance, for me, is confirmation of that. Let me let me just say that first of all, guys don't have to get along to work well together. No, because right? like, we've seen many instances in every sport in the world where guys who don't even like each other work well. Like when it comes time to work on the court or on the field or whatever, those guys work. They work well together and they work well in concert. We've seen a ton of that. So Kobe and Shaq. Right. Yeah, they don't. Guys don't have to be buddy buddy to work well together. That's one thing. They don't have to hang out. They don't have to go to each other's houses or whatever like that. And again, like you can see, because because you know you, you kind of seen this kind of relationship kind of you know grow and change and things like that. I mean, you know, it's gotten better over the years. But then again, you've seen, you know, Joel. You know, he has you know he has a baby now, and you know he's you know he has a you know I'm a fiance or whatever. But and then you know Ben Simmons has the LA thing, so they're not going to hang out all the time, or whatever like that. But on some level, again, between what we've seen on the court and what we've seen off the court, and you know whatever like that, on some level, you've seen that they've had a they have recently before again before the Atlanta series. They had a pretty decent working relationship. It appeared collegial, collegial, collegial. At, at the very, at the very least, collegial. At the very least, at least collegial. So when my man calls you and says, "Yo, man, yo, let's just just chop it up or whatever like that," like again, at the very least, you you kind of owe it. If you could clap back on random dudes on Twitter or Instagram, whatever that was, you know, t- telling jokes and dude got stung by a bee or whatever like that. If you got time to do that. You got time to send my man Joe a text. You got time for a FaceTime, yep. man. You got five minutes for Joe. It's like, yo, man. I, even if you're, even if you're upset, even if you're mad at what Joe said again, right? No, slow, it, no. But, but if you're upset, just just holler, scream at him. Like, yeah, just talk like, it I out. Would, I I'd have more respect for Ben because, frankly, my respect for him is at zero. Like, I mean, every every instance he has shown that he is an accountable, 
And I remember one of the first things at training camp for the first few weeks of the season was, oh, Doc Rivers is holding us accountable. It's like, no, he wasn't. He doesn't hold you accountable. Yeah. No, because he, 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 he had scoliosis bending over defending your dumb ass. No, like, I, I mean, that's why, like, and the, the preferential treatment works on the right guys. And, like, I don't know, like, they're, like, but they saw, I don't know, the way that, I don't know, Brett Brown managed him. Obviously, that didn't work. To be honest, how, how bad is Brett Brown cackling right now? He's like, he's like, oh man, like, no, like, like none of this was, was his fault. Like, I don't know. No. Like, frankly, I think, I think his approach might've been the best. Like, I don't know. At, at least he like had the uh, um, authority to call him out. No one's called him out. Like it, Roy, in the last, in the last four years, what guy has called Ben Simmons out? You had maybe Embiid, like, 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 I don't know, slyly called him out once. And then I, I, I mean, at the end of the series, oh, Hawk series, I think, Right. I think everyone's patience just wore thin after that. But I mean, Brett Brown, like I don't know, said like I don't know. But and after four years, where no one knows how to motivate this guy, we keep saying, "Oh, like I don't know, he's gonna like." And this sort of exchange in the last few weeks shows he hasn't humbled yet. And and the thing is, like you know, you would think. I think we've said this before, and we'll, we'll kind of keep saying this until he's gone, probably. But you would think after the last three seasons, you would think that on some level. These experiences would humble this man. Like these experiences would be like whether it's in Toronto. No, no, no. But in his mind, but in his, but in in his, in his, I don't know, like Posse's mind, <laughs> it's not all his fault. Like it, it's yo, like I don't know, like Ben's not giving you the lane. Like I don't know, da, 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 like, like uh, what, did, what did Trace you? Yeah, yeah, no, or yeah, or like I feel that there is this hidden or subliminal like shade to be like, yo, why couldn't it be do more to help me out? I don't know if it's I don't know if it's an MB thing. I, I don't know if it's I think it's like I did my job. Like my job is to facilitate the offense. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And to play defense. Like I I distribute. I play defense. Right. Clutch points hollered at me. Shout out to clutch points and right. saying like no. I mean, but this is his. He keep he keeps he keeps rationalizing it. Be mm-hmm. like no, it's not no. But until then, he's a he's a lost cause, and he'll be a decent player. Probably make an awesome, but he will he 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 will cap out on whatever team. And, and I guess the question is what team that's going to be um, still up in the air because, again, but we it, don't know what be, team. It will be another team because they're like anyone, Michael KB, anyone else, there is 0.0.0% chance <laughs> that Simmons is back in the Sixers. Not yeah, zero. D- despite the fact that the Sixers went on the 6-5 run after Ben Simmons passed up that <laughs> jump, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't appear that this marriage is going to last long. Now, again, according to reports, Ben Simmons prefers the California teams, which, again, now we got to, like, you know, cater to this man's wishes as far as where he wants to go. Um, but, you know, Roy, you know the crappy part is he's probably going to get his wish. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Like, I'm sure he's going to wind up with a trade to either Golden State or Sacramento and, you know, probably but, for pennies on the dollar. Just show, that request is Ben Simmons in a nutshell. It's not, you know, try to get me on a winner. No, just 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 put me in Cali. You know, buy yeah. a jamma, jamma, fly jamma, jamma. No, yeah. I mean, but this is, he is all, but this is what I have felt for a long time. He is just about the fame. Like, he, like, he's gotten to a point where he's a good basketball player that is very rich and famous. And you know what? He's cool with that. He's cool with that. Again, like you said, like, he's, he's a rich guy. He's a famous guy. You know, LeBron's big bro. He's got a beautiful house. He's got a nice girlfriend. Like, again, like, he's, like, he's has, Everything that you want as far as fame when it, when it comes to a basketball player. hasn't hasn't done stuff on the court as far as, you know, winning multiple series in a, in a postseason. But as far as the fame and all that stuff and the money, like, he's got a, he's in a pretty good spot. Um, but, yeah, so Ben Simmons reportedly repur, uh, excuse me, prefers a trade to the uh, one of the California teams. According to Chris Mannix, an unnamed NBA executive said the Sixers are looking, quote, they want what Boston got for KG and Pierce. End quote uh, for Ben Simmons. We've seen the weird, the wild trades that Daryl Morey has reportedly uh, thrown out there for Ben Simmons. When this is all said and done, and we'll move on from Ben after this. When this is all said and done, where do you think Ben winds up? Um, I have no idea. No, because I, because even because even before this demand, I I thought that at some point Clutch is not going to play nice. They stopped playing nice. 
And like, I, like obviously this rumor came from, like that's where I felt that the Dame or nothing deal was very risky because now you're just in a race against time and just ex- external factors that might, Torpe- that that might lessen his value. Not that it's not lessened already. Like I always, when, when people always said you got to hold out, it's like what factors would change a team's mind and increase the value of Ben Simmons in their mind. That that was my only question about holding out because now all the teams that might have been interested in Ben Simmons they're not anymore because they filled their needs in free agency or the draft. So now. How many teams are like willing to like take this guy on? There aren't many. No, there's there's not many. That's why I'm gonna, I'm still Dame or bus. I will hold on. No, no, but but I'm starting to get that feeling that I, Roy, if if you can't get Dame, you just ride it out with this and you just blow it out. Like no, like because <laughs> just getting a, another guy, just trying to like I don't know, like put pieces together. That's cute, but because I think. If they strike out on Dame, the end is coming for this kind of for for this crew, and maybe that's okay. And I know that we've suffered through a lot of bad, but I just don't want to be like I don't know, like the seventh seed in the East, right? Because right now they're damn near close to being the seventh seed in the East. Yeah, right. Right now you're at a point where if you if you can swing, if you can figure this out, if you can kind of get Ben, you know, some a good value for Ben. Again, you're still a top three team in the east if you can kind of figure this out um if you can't though again you're going to kind of kind of going to kind of be in that mix you know with those the, the bulls and the knicks and those teams like that um in the east um speaking of the dame thing i do want to mention this before we move on the sixers did hire phil beckner as a consultant to the coaching staff you probably don't know who that is of course that is the longtime trainer for one damian f lillard whose whose album his fourth album comes out this week so please support the homie dame the future sixer dame um, now, in the past, the Sixers did hire uh, Kevin Durant's personal trainer, Todd Wright, um, and that did not end up with Kevin Durant coming here. But, hey, look, do what you can in order to kind of grease the skids for a possible Dame arrival here in Philadelphia. I'm not mad at this. Shout out to Phil Becker. I know some great restaurants in Philadelphia if you want some tips on where to live. I'm sure there's some great apartment complexes, you know, down on the waterfront that we can we can show you. And please make the call to Dame Dollar. And say, yeah, man, yo, Philly's a great city. Like, you want to come through? Do what you got to do, six. What are the odds? No, like, what are the odds that any of this works out? Because right now, it's not looking good. Ten percent. But here's the okay. thing: Dame is like Dame said, yo, yo, this team is trash. We need to do something this offseason. They ain't really done nothing this offseason. The Portland Trailblazers. So I'm sure once he's done again, once he flies back from Japan, he's gonna talk to Chauncey Billups, talk to like, it's like, hey, man, like, yo, what's up? Like, y'all ain't really do nothing. So like, what's the deal? But why would they want Ben Simmons? Well, because they don't. Because Dame don't want to be there. No, no, no. But what's stopping the Trailblazers from finding another trade partner? Where you? Well, I was gonna say where you gonna trade Dame. That's basically everywhere because everybody, everybody. Would yeah, no, see, that, <laughs> no, no. But this is this is risky. And but I get the whole all or nothing because I don't want to be me. Like, and if the end means trading Joel Embiid, that means trading Joel Embiid. Right. Like, I, I mean, like. It, it, it's the end is near and and i can't believe the end's not gonna is gonna end in a, not even a a, a, a conference conference finals because no because I, I mean they are hamstrung like because in the best case scenario and the middle case scenario for all this would have been ben simmons being good like i i mean like because now I, I realize that man like you needed him to be that dude yeah, like, like you needed again the the purpose of everything. The purpose of all this was to get multiple stars. It wasn't just to get one guy and one guy who probably should well has the tools to be a star, but doesn't take that leap. Again, like doing all this, the process and all this stuff wasn't just to get a Joel, just to get a Joel Embiid. It's to get a Joel Embiid and someone else who can play with Joel Embiid. Um, near, and it doesn't help level. that none of these free agents remotely care about cheesesteaks. They don't remotely care about the barns. They like, I, I mean, Philly in in the terms is no better than Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, well, and, and they don't have money either. So again, like you, you can come here for the vet minimum or part of the mid level or nothing. Um, which hamstrings hamstrings teams. But speaking of which, the Sixers did use some of their money 
on some high-quality free agents. Welcome to Philadelphia, Andre Drummond, the man who was getting roasted by Joel Embiid on Twitter uh, and Instagram over the past couple of years. He is your new backup center, replacing Dwight Howard, who we'll talk about in a second. And also welcome to Philadelphia, George Niang, your new uh, stretch four off the bench. Again, he's giving you more than what Mike Scott gave you last year. Andre Drummond is probably giving you more than what Dwight Howard gave you last year, although we'll talk about the fit in a second. Well, I was going to say, it's a terrible fit with Ben Simmons, but Ben's not going to be here, but either either way. And welcome back, Danny Green and Furkan Korkmaz. Both those guys got re-upped. So a very similar team to the team we had last year, um, that we had last year, end of the season last year. I will say, no more George Hill. Um, he was released. Um, no, uh, it's $10 million off the books. Just one million dollar, one change against the salary cap. I thought they would have kept him on just to kind of have him be a trade piece, but that's neither here nor there. So the Sixers roster looking very familiar. Kristen Mingo, Sands, Joel and B, uh, excuse me, Sands of Ben Simmons trade. As it's really hard to say this, but as it stands today, and I know Ben, whatever, as it stands today, the Sixers are a number X seed in the Eastern Conference. Five and a half. All right, who, what five are better? Um, Miami. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Milwaukee. Okay. I'll give you those. Um, Atlanta. All right, I mean, they beat us. So, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like. I mean, and, I yeah, argue. Like, yeah. And flip a coin, Boston. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in love with Boston. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what they do this offseason. But yeah, but they, I think the bigger issue for the Sixers are uh, the most of the Eastern Conference is becoming more competent. Like I, I mean, like this could be the first time in I'm not kidding, 20 years that you've had almost eight competent playoff teams. I, I, I mean, like are the Bulls? Like I don't know. They're not going to win anything, but they're not. They're not a pushover anymore. Washington looks a hell of a lot better than than they did. A month ago, like I mean, these games that you could pencil in Sixers dub, they ain't they ain't dubs no more. Yeah, you you mentioned that the uh, Eastern Conference got more confident. So over this past week or so, uh, Lonzo Ball and Demar Derozan joined the Chicago Bulls, and the Chicago Bulls have a decent decent little lineup um, right now. So Patty Mills joins the Nets. Uh, the Knicks got Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie goes to Washington again, also part of that. Uh, Westbrook move was Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell going to Washington again. Bradley Bill still there as well. NKCP. So and and and, K, and KCP and uh, Kyle Lowry heads to Miami um, along with PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris, and Victor Oladipo, who later in the season may be healthy enough to go. So Miami got better. Uh, Washington, you can argue they got better, but they probably they're at least as good as they were. Um, the Nets got better. The Knicks got better. The Bulls got better. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a little bit hard. Like you said, it's going to be a little harder. Like when you go to MSG. In an automatic dub, when you go to DC, and in the Sixers dub. win how many games next season? One, it's so hard to say with Ben. Um, 46. I mean, I Joel Embiid's go so 40. good, Joel Embiid's so good, he's gonna win a bunch of games, but again, he's gonna miss you know the requisite 20. Yeah, but he's gonna miss a lot during the okay, 16 I'll games. Be, I'll, be, I'll be diplomatic, I'll say 45 wins. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's like 45 46. I mean, that's what it kind of looks Today, like. Do they even get out of the first round? That's a tough. I I, I think they because again, Joel Embiid is an extraordinarily good player. Like he's a top. I don't know wherever you want to put him, seven, eight player in the league. Like he's like he is good enough to given the matchup and again hypothetical matchup. Let's say it's Atlanta. Let's say it's Boston or whatever. Hypothetically, maybe not. Well, maybe Atlanta. Oh, well, we'll see. All right, let's say it's Atlanta. You should. Well, you should have beat Atlanta anyway. But against Atlanta, you should probably Ben Simmons. I mean Joel Embiid. Can probably win you a first round series, maybe, possibly, against Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's so hard to say without with Ben there. Like it's like it's hard for me to say. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't say definitively yes or no whether or not they beat the Hawks if Ben's there. Because again, we might see. Are you still Dame or nothing? Right, I'm Dame or bust, baby. Dame or bust. The bust. So then, but what's bust? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I got like but, bus, bus. No, we're not doing that. But no, bus is bus is all right. Here's bus. Bust is if no Dame traded for CJ McCollum. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not going to make a trade to make a trade. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Tri- but you're not going to bring Ben Simmons back, right? I don't know. 
I mean, I, the, I, I honestly know, but see, you got to make it, you got to make people think that you will. Like, I don't know how you can, can like, you need, all right, if I'm Daryl Morey and I know this, this damn thing doesn't work, I'm going to talk to Chris Paul. I'm going to talk to Chris Paul. Jeez, I wish it was Chris Paul. I'm going to talk to Rich Paul. Like, look, talk to your man who ain't going to talk to me and tell him, yo, make it seem like you and Joe are cool and you and Doc are cool and you kumbaya and everything is good and we'll bring everybody back. And then once that gets out there, then I got to kind of go back on the trade front. See, like, yeah, man, like we don't have to trade Ben, but if you want to trade, if you want Ben, what are you going to give me? You got to make these teams. Think that you're not <laughs> There's a lot of contingencies. On There's that, a lot man. of contingencies. There's a lot. There's a lot. I get it. I understand. But like, if teams know you're desperate, you are you're operating in a position of weakness. Like, I don't want Andrew Wiggins. I don't want. I don't even know what else. Like, I don't want whatever the Spurs got. Like, I don't want that. Like, no, no, good. no, you need to, you need to go to Sacramento. This, and, and no, right now, not even like, like. Even though I said I'm cool with waiting for Dave, I'm not cool waiting for Dave. Go to Sacramento right now, offer offer Ben and a one and whatever, whatever the yeah. for Darren Darren Fox. Like yeah. I mean, like it, it 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 makes it makes everyone happy. I think. Like yeah. I, I mean, because I think at this point, Darren Fox might be the best player you can get. There was a time, there was a time where again you could get a Devin Booker for Ben Simmons. It's time you get some player of that caliber for Ben Simmons. Those times no, and, and and what's wild is if you do this trade versus in Toronto, like with Toronto at the draft, maybe you get a Siakam and like I don't know stuff, and like maybe that's like because now your 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 middle ground deals are absolutely non-existent. They're right now. You're getting you're you're either getting Dame or you're getting Andrew Wiggins, Wiseman, and a pick. Or you're getting the CJ McCollum poo poo platter, or you're getting I, I don't know platter. Platter. For, for me, like yeah, like or you might get like Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren, which I would probably do at this point. But <laughs> no, I mean there like no, like I mean there aren't middle ground deals. It's you're going to either you have some sort of intel that Dame is gonna say something, or you are bleeped. And no, but I, I mean, but it comes back to maybe Daryl doesn't want to be mediocre. Maybe he's like, you know what? We're just going to swing, and if we and if we strike out, we're going to be forty four and thirty eight this year. We'll get popped in the first round. My tennis buddy's going to ask for a trade, and then we redo it. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I don't know. Like he's like, I don't know if that's. I don't say that's the worst thing, but it may not be the worst thing. Like it may not no, be the no, worst. No, thing. no, no. For because I don't want to be held in like perpetual like mediocrity like i, I mean because we knew this mb era was had had a less shelf life than everyone thought he did and if for some reason the bottom falls out this season you could still get a boatload of stuff for for that guy yep. and then that and, and if that means trading tobias harris for a couple couple useful salaries then by all means do it no and no that's but that's that's how I'd want my NBA franchise run. Like I, I mean, like I could go back and forth. Like other than like salvaging it and getting the Aaron Fox, because I think that's the only way to salvage this. Other than a non-lower trade, right? So, yeah. and thankfully I trust the GM to do the right, like to know what the hell he's doing. If this were Elton Brand, I'd be like, we're dead. We're gonna he's gonna trade it for Al Horford. Yeah, yeah. If this is if this was Elton Brand, like that Wiggins Wiseman trade would have been done before the draft. Like that would just happen. Yeah. And an or, or it would have been like Siakam and like Aaron Baines, right? And be like, oh man, look at all that, look at all the assets we got, man. Look at all the picks we got, man. Look at all this stuff. We're like, none of these dudes like. Oh, will that together. be okay with the Gen Pop Sixers? Fan? No, it will be absolutely hell no. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we, like we Gen Pop Sixers fans, Hoopers, 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 yeah, real, no. Hoopers, Hoopers, Hoopers know. Real Hoopers know that that this really is like I re- like. I respect him going to the wall for, for Dan and, and, and waiting it out. And then if he just, like, I don't know, like, because in the event that this doesn't go, you get Ben, like, Ben comes back for a week training camp. It's an absolute disaster, mm-hmm. like like Harden was when he came back 20 pounds overweight. You trade him for, like, nickels. You trade him for, like, 30 cents on the dollar and be mad as hell. No, like, I, I but but you got to exhaust the potential to be elite. Right. 
No, no, and, and again, like you have a value commodity, and again, like if you're if you're Dal Murray, you know you don't want to trade your guy for you know unless you have to, you don't want to trade your guy for for pennies on the dollar. Like it's a stock that again, like you bought the stock and the stock went down, and you're not inclined to sell it before it kind of gets above the price that you bought it. You know your your cost basis. You're not inclined to sell this, but again, like you're not operating in a position of strength um, as it as it is either. So again, it's gonna be a be a very interesting next couple of weeks. Again, when it comes to Ben Simmons, when it comes to Damian Lillard, maybe the two fortunes are are linked together. Maybe someone can convince Ben that Portland's not too far away from California. Uh, and <laughs> can kind of kind of figure this out. Um, the Sixers did maybe have he a, likes that song. Maybe he likes that song "Peaches" too much. I mean, maybe, maybe he does. Uh, the Sixers did have a a, a first round draft pick this past week. Uh, Jaden Springer, uh, the six four guard from Tennessee, who turns eighteen. Excuse me, who turns nineteen um, in September. Um, he's a pretty decent player. He's a good defender, a, a good shooter. Um, he's probably a a, a less defensey, uh, more offensey kind of Matisse Seibel, a little bouncy kind of guy. He's a good he's a good player, nice little player. Um, again, he's, he's 18 years old, so he's got plenty plenty of room to grow. Shot pretty well last year at Tennessee. Um, he has been working out with Markel Fultz's former trainer Keith Williams. I'll just put that out there without comment that he has been working out with Keith Williams. Um, but a decent little player. But again, like you got Danny Green, you have. Uh, for Con Corkmash, you have Isaiah Joe. There's a bunch of dudes ahead of him in the rotation. So, not sure how many minutes he's going to get season one, but decent little player. Hopefully none. Decent little player. All right, we got to talk some football. It's the NFL time, training camp time. As we mentioned, we are a week away as we're recording this from the Eagles' first preseason game. Probably not suiting up for that game is one Devontae Smith, uh, your Eagles wide receiver, the Heisman Trophy winner, injured his MCL in camp. Um, was it last week? I think it was late, 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 late last week. I believe it was Friday after last week. Um, and here's MCL. He's week to week. He is working out on the side, you know, catching passes from the Jugs machine. But I doubt he's going to be playing this week or next week, I should say, in the first game of the preseason. Um, but Jalen Rager's coming back, and I, I've seen Jalen Rager making pretty pretty nice headway at training camp. Um, well, other than getting reamed out by, like, eight coaches. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody yelled at this dude. Like, after he failed his physical – um, he's, he's came, came back, got yelled at by every coach in the world, but he made a couple of decent catches this week um, at camp. So maybe Jalen Rager is making that leap uh, when it comes to it. Um, speaking of camp, Nick Sirianni, as we mentioned before, has declined to name Jalen Hurst the week one starter, uh, despite giving the man all the first team reps in camp to this point. He said, quote, there's Needs just no rent. rush to do Needs. that. <laughs> Needs, Needs to pay the rent. Needs to pay the rent. He said, he said, quote, there's just no rush to having to do that. We just want him for him to continue to impress like we, he has. We're just not there yet. I'm not sure when you're going to get there. I, mean, I imagine sometime before September 12th. He was also, Sirianni was also asked about Deshaun Watson. And he said, Deshaun Watson, you know, what's the, what's the deal with Deshaun Watson? And I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, you know, don't, you know, don't buy into all the rumors and hearsay and everything that you hear. Then he also said, every decision that we make, we make as a unit, as a, as a group. And I assume that group is Sam and Howie and the decision makers. That's not exactly a denial for the Deshaun Watson thing. That's not a, we're not interested, or Jalen's our guy, which we ain't never getting that. Or we like the quarterbacks, <laughs> we, like the quarterbacks we have on our roster. We're cool. You know, we're good. You know, we're good for week one. He's, he just said, he's like, yo, what's up with Deshaun Watson? Well, you know, every decision we make, we make as a group. But what is that? It's not a no. It's not, we're not interested. Is what is why, and this is why I, if it weren't for the Sixers, I would just absolutely despise the Eagles. I can't stand them. Now, like, there is something that I have no, like, I don't know if it's super covered your rear end stuff or, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. They don't want to be like mean to say, oh, not in 100 years will we trade Jalen Hurts or, like, I, I, I don't know. But there, absolute refusal to name him the starter for the week for the first regular season game is no i i, I said it last week i don't know how people can get excited about general hurt when the when the organization is lukewarm at best about him we talked about this offline I, I, we'll kind of talk about it now and we've said this before on the show so this is no surprise to anybody who listens this will jalen hurts was and probably still is was all always Howie Roseman's thought to let me get a quality backup at a low cost. Let me get a guy who can be a quality number two quarterback, 
but not pay you know king's ransom for him to be a number two quarterback because again you can see some of the better number two quarterbacks in this league are again you saw that the eagles paid nick Foles a ridiculous amount of money a few years ago just to be your backup nick Foles is like making 10 million dollars and he's the third string quarterback he's the third string quarterback so like backup quarterbacks get paid in this league and i i thought at the time and i think even more so now maybe you know well since since then that howie roseman's like look i can get a, i can draft a quality guy quality quarterback in the second round and you know, have him on the rookie's rookie contract for four years and pay him what was it a million and a half, not even you know, for four years and have him be a quality dude. If I strike gold with him, that's cool, but again, that's not my ultimate, you know, that's not my ultimate goal. Like, my ultimate goal is just to have a cost controlled, quality quarterback in Jalen Hurts, and we'll just kind of play it out as it is. And but again, I think, Roy, that oh, sorry, Roy, that mm-hmm. was the start, and it hasn't ended of decisions that have just that have exhibited zero emotional intelligence. None. Like, I don't know, not even factoring the starting quarterback's feelings. And then, and then you got this, this never ending Deshaun Watson thing, which I just, it feels like inevitability, whether it's now or October, November, December. And then like the Zach Ertz thing. I, I mean, I, I, I'm reading things to be like, yeah, he looks miserable, but, but, but he's working hard. It's like, why do you need miserable people on your, t-? like, it's just, there's just a, there's been bad juju around this team for three years. And, but the juju has been just per, like created by, by the GM and the owner. You can squash this Deshaun Watson stuff. If you want to, you can squash, you can say, well, let's start with Jalen Hurts. You can say, you know, we know we don't want to name it a starter or any position right now. But if we had to, if we were playing tomorrow, Jalen Hurts would be our guy. We love Jalen. We have faith in him. Da 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 da. Boom. That's it. It's done. Nobody asks any questions. What about. if this were another type of dude that wasn't insanely mentally tough like Jalen Hurts? This dude would be like, like, like they are. It feels like testing him when they shouldn't be testing him. Yeah, like I don't like, like they're like. Like, they're giving him the Carson Wentz test to say, yo, are you soft or not? Dude, you don't need to do this. He's not soft. He's, I mean, he's got the universal respect from the locker room. Like, what else do you want from him? I don't think I don't think they're intentionally testing him. I don't think they're trying to test his resolve. I just don't think they, like, I don't think they're really about him yet. Like, I really just don't think they're in love yet. Like, I really don't think they're in love yet. So he needs to do 27 and 2, and they might be sold on it. He needs to be. I'm trying to. I'm going to figure out because we had talked before about like you know maybe he's like young boy Dak or something like that. I'm trying to figure out the best. He needs to be Russ. He needs to be Russ. I no no no. I think I think he needs to be young boy McNabb. I think young boy because again because Dak is Dak is accurate or whatever. Like Dak is different. Like Dak's a different kind of quarterback. Like Jalen Hurts is never going to be 65 percent accurate. Well, I don't think he will be 65 no, accurate. Think he is you know whatever, like that. So like young ball McNabb, you know, wasn't super accurate, but he used his legs to kind of you know make things happen, and he and he he made things happen for a team. I mean, the team was and respected in the locker room. Respected in the locker room again, like wasn't like wasn't like didn't throw for a bunch of touchdowns, but didn't throw for a bunch of interceptions either. Like again, like he did what a young quarterback does. I think it's going to take young ball season two McNabb that kind of that kind of performance. Jalen Hurts. No, and and also out kicking the expectation. You can't mm-hmm. win. Like if you win six games, he will not be the quarterback next no. year. No, no, you he will win. need to win eight. You he will need to go at least eight and nine. But so you got to win seven, eight games at least for have to have a discussion. If you go six and eleven, that just leaves the door open for Howie just to pick up. Like you call Green Bay, you call Seattle, you call. Well, Houston's already on speed dial, so you like you just you know you probably have the, <laughs> you probably have the Zoom thing just open all the time with Houston. So I mean, like that, like if you go six and eleven, I mean, it's like, hey man, look, are you going six and eleven? Like, what do you want me to do? It's like even though Deshaun Watson went four and twelve, with, you know, whatever, but whatever, it's either here nor there. Um, I don't think anything happens with Deshaun Watson this year. I don't. If I had to put money on, it, I'd say nothing happens this year because again, like he's got like, twenty-two civil cases against him. And I think ten complaints with the uh, ten official complaints. He's not going to be dispo- uh, deposed in, in these cases until February. So unless all these civil cases go away and they settle or whatever like that, then I don't think any of this goes away. Like you can't, and you can't trade multiple first round picks for a dude who you might have for a year, right? I don't think so. And he has a no trade clause. And he has a no trade clause. Well, I mean, he, he doesn't want to be there. So if you say, yo, we'll trade you <laughs> anywhere, like he won't say, yo, just trade me to the California teams like some other dude. Um, so like, yeah, he'll, he'll welcome a no, trade but, anyway. So, but in terms of the Eagles, like, but they're just, they're, but it comes back to, they don't read the room ever. Right. Like I, I mean, like, and they treat these guys like commodities. 
Like, I, I mean, like, they don't care that Jalen Hurts has been to the pro barn. Like, I, I mean, like, or, or like, they don't, like, they, but, and, but this doubles down on, because Howe has always been like this, but since he won that damn Super Bowl, he really liked this. And, and, and that Super Bowl is his rationalization to say, yo, my way is right. You're stupid. But no, like, and I thought that being 4 11 and 1 would have humbled. That's that H word again. Like, what does it take? What does it need to happen for Howie Roseman? Well, Jeff Worry to see that Howie Roseman needs to be reined the hell in. Or, or maybe, or maybe Jeff needs to be reined in. No, it's gonna it's gonna take another terrible season. Like it's gonna take another four win season. An embarrassing season. An embarrassing season. Because again, like last year, last year was embarrassing. But you can say, you can you can how we can say you can chalk it up to, for whatever reason, you know Carson Wentz didn't play well. You can figure out whatever reason that is. You can whatever. All the injuries that yeah, like, yeah, the injuries no, like, and the mental kind of, yeah, yeah, you yeah you can excuse like you can excuse your way out of that season. Right. I, right. Yeah. You can't like it's a little less excusey to kind of do it to it this season. <laughs> even though, again, even though you're 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 playing with a young ball quarterback and a bunch of young guys around him, if you go four and thirteen again, it's a little it's like yeah, it's like these are the dudes you drafted. Like this is the like a lot of these dudes are either the foundation guys you drafted or the free agents you bought it brought in who didn't do a lot. So if you go four and thirteen with this crew. This is really all on you, Howie. So you have nobody to hide behind. Uh, when it and I'm to- never, and I'd never be the one to root against it. But I sure ain't going to be super mad if that happens. Because man, like the, some, like there's just a bad structure at this team. Like and, and like it stinks. Like I mean, every year there's some miserable dude that's here for doesn't want to be here. I mean, insert Zach Ertz. I, I mean, like just get just get rid of him. Like what is what is at this point? It's past June first. You'll get some cap relief. Why keep this dude here when he doesn't want to? I, I just, I don't understand. Well, you know, he knows the offense. Um, he's a good leader in the locker room. That's what don't I'm going to tell you. To, don't you need to make a decision on Dallas Goddard, or is that not an option? <laughs> no, I think they're going to pay Zach Ertz just to be the number two number two tight end. But it's like, but again, but here's the thing, though. Let's say you cut Zach Ertz tomorrow. I'm going to get $7 million or whatever like that. What are you going to do with that money? Like, what's, what's, what's the plan? No. Oh, oh no no no! The plan is let Dallas Goddard see, let Dallas Goddard cook to see if you want him if you want to give him five and fifty five. But you can right let him now, cook with Zach Ertz, right or no? No, I don't think like, like you. He needs to have a big hand in it. Like he needs to be the primary dude. He needs to get all the cat. Like because I don't know, I don't. To be honest, I don't know if he can handle that. Yeah, no, but but I'm saying like if you're if you. If you have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, Zach, I mean, Dallas Goddard is your tight end, your TE one. I think regardless of what happens, like, he's your TE one. There's no, there's no world where the two of them can coexist, and you still, you're still able to evaluate Zach, uh, Dallas Goddard. No, I don't think so. I think you need to, like, I don't know. He needs to be the dude, and with Zach Ertz there, he's less of the dude. Like he's a, he's TE one in title, but I mean, I need him to see, like, I don't see him to be Travis Kelsey, but damn, man, give me seventy catches. Yeah, and and again, like he's obviously going to be a Dallas guy. Obviously, going to be well. You would think would just be, run the right route this time, will you? <laughs> you think it would be one of the number one targets for Jalen Hurts because again, he's a young quarterback. You know, quarterbacks kind of check down to the tight ends and their running backs um, quite a bit, and Miles Sanders can't really catch. So you would think that that Dallas guy is probably going to going to get a lot of the uh, the lion's share of the catches, but we'll, we'll see. Um, again, when when the Eagles kind of line up. Uh, again, next Thursday. Now, Roy, uh, now, yes. now, Roy, like, I don't know, starting next Thursday, give me one player on offense and defense that you have your eye on. All right. You're cool. looking to All see right, if, if they can do some, like, step up. Because there's, because uh, this season will be an abject failure if you don't get a handful of dudes that rise to the occasion. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah, it's, there's a couple guys. Um, I'll think. I'll give you my official. I'll give you. I'll give you one next week. But just yeah, don't see Derek Barnett because he's already getting well, yeah, like no backup. Yeah, yeah. And we're not. We're not going to say. We'll we'll say. You know, Andre Dillard should be that guy. Um, but <laughs> the early early reports out of camp aren't that promising on on Andre Dillard. Um, yeah. So so we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I do want to mention um, the big NFL news that um, concerned the Eagles. Um, in, well, I guess directly, Carson Wentz um, injured his foot at training camp. He's out five to twelve weeks. Apparently, this foot injury is lingering, was lingering from his high school days. Um, so he's out five to twelve weeks. Obviously, that means um, that has ramifications 
on the Eagles possibly getting a first-round pick from the Colts who either need to win 70 – oh, no, Carson Wentz Ethan, Ethan needs to play 75% of the games or he needs to play snaps, excuse me, or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. Um, that said, Carson Wentz, TBD on whether or not he's going to come back. A lot of smoke, a lot of rumblings that the Colts might place a call to Chicago – and bring over one Nick Foles. And all I got to say is if Nick Foles comes in relief of Carson Wentz for the third time and does it again, Carson Wentz is going to have to do something to that man. Like he's going to have to see that man. The two of them are going to have to have a fist fight or something. Cause you can't have this dude come in three times behind you and just like pick up the pieces after you. Right. But I, by the way, is there anyone more shameless than Nick Foles at this point? Oh no, 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 no. Like, by the way, let's kind of, Let's kind of rewrite the book on Nick Foles. He is he's pretty to me, I'll say it, he's pretty self-serving. I'm I mean like that like that was kind of bush league. I'll I'll, I'll admit it. You're like you're like you're angling for like a team to trade for you're on another team. Yeah. yeah and you can't, you can't like, openly campaign for that. You can't. No, that's that that's whack. But I, I mean in terms of humor factor, I'd love it. But no, I was Carson what like I'll say, has Carson Wentz been the same since since that ACL injury? Like mentally, physically, no, no. spiritually? No, no. Because again, like the ACL. Like, I don't want to say it broke him, but damn it, it got pretty close. Like everything about, everything everything that happened after that day, the Super Bowl, Foles. I think the, like, this, these stories about Foles just tripping in his head, they're, they're real. They're real, yeah, the, the. I mean, and I know we kind of downplay it, but again, the, the full shrine in the locker room, the statue, the fact that he came in behind you in 2018 and 2019, you know, and kind of, like I guess, picked up the pieces and kind of kind of kept guiding the team while you were out. Again, that mentally has an effect on you. Like, it really has to. And then again, 2020, you know, Jalen Hurts comes in behind you, you know, drafting in the second round. It appears to have some kind of mental effect on you. Come so on. Again, you're, you're wearing your mask in the training room. And you look on your phone, but but you need your Apple Watch to unlock your phone because you have the mask on. And you see these Nick Foles rumors. Do you just like go like like Trey from Boys in the Hood and just go to your wife and your and, and say why me why? You gotta talk to you gotta talk to the black Frank or the white Frank Reagan. Like, hey man, like yeah, you can't you don't bring this in. Do not bring this dude in, man. Don't like I know I know no. he's your man's, but we're not doing. You this. can bring. Bring in anyone. Bring in Cap if you want. Yeah. But don't no like, like I, I feel that. like that no because if you're the Colts and you have this contract on you for two years, what do you do? Do you just have? Do, are you just forced to double down on him and give him the Ben Simmons treatment and say, "Yo, whatever you need, mm-hmm. we if you don't want to trade for Nick Foles, fine, we ain't trading for Nick Foles, but get that foot ready." Because you cannot be a complete waste for a year and a half. Yeah, no, we need you and your healthy foot for the next two years. Like, so we'll do whatever it is to make you feel comfortable. You know, if you if Jacob Eason is not enough of a threat, he's your number two, and we're gonna like ride this out, and we're gonna need you and your foot to kind of play well for these next two. Like, that's it. You have to. You don't have a choice. Um, no, because he's on the books for twenty. Like, like, and and they're not gonna pull an Eagles and just cut him. No, no, no. Next no, year. no. Yeah, the, he'll be on the team next year. Yeah, two two teams are going to eat that eat that cow, salary cap um, number. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to mention the latest with the NFL and vaccines. Apparently, as of August third, ninety percent of players have begun the vaccination process. One of those players is not Kirk Cousins, uh, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback, who said he thought about installing a plexiglass case inside the quarterback room. Um, but again, this is a man who, as I mentioned on Twitter, this is a man who's yelling out uh, calls and play calls and signals. Um, in huddle 65 times a game. So I'm not sure what the logic is behind the plexiglass case and the non-vaccination, but again, kudos all to the NFL players. Not, all this to not get vaccinated. What in the hell is going on? No, but but kudos to the NFL and the NFLPA for bullying their players because right at this point, I don't care if you get bullied. I don't, I don't care if you had – I don't care if you had an epiphany. I don't care if Pfizer threw you 20 bucks. Just get back. I know, like people are like, "Oh, I don't. Oh, it's oh, it's, it, the method matters. No, it doesn't. No, no, get yeah, the jab, yeah. and yeah. I could care less. I don't care. I don't care. So shout out again. If you think the NFLPA did you dirty, Jimmy Graham or Cole Beasley, <laughs> you take it up with the NFLPA. All right, just get your shot. 
and then let's let's play this football game and keep you and your teammates and your coaches, everybody as healthy as you possibly and your kids as healthy as, as we possibly can. All right, we are out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia. Until next week, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Farish Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is ready to help you make this the summer. During the Make This the Summer sales event, get up to 0% APR for 48 months or up to 3750 total cash allowance on a new Grand Cherokee or Gladiator. If you prefer a truck, get 0% APR for 48 months or 5550 total value on a new Ram 1500. Browse our selection in person or visit us online at farishdodgejeep.net. Disclaimer, APR financing for 48 months with $20.83 per 1,000 finance with approved credit. See dealer for details. Expires 831